The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Davy Proven and Chris Burke. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Most unusual afternoon, 75 minutes gone and it's only just after 5 o'clock and Celtic are one up against Ferenc Varos. The goal coming from Kyogo in 57 minutes and they had a penalty. It was saved though. McGregor shot, saved by the goalkeeper. Chris Burke is with us. Davy Proven too. Davy, as Celtic have made a couple of substitutions, are they going to try and see out the game now? Or what do you reckon the next yeah, 15 minutes? I, I, I think so. Nair Bitten has, has come on. They've, they've moved, strange enough, they've moved Kyogo wide right again, Paul. I'm not a great fan of that. Gio Kamakis has come on. Kyogo's now playing wide right. Young Adam Montgomery is going off as we speak. But as you say, Celtic had a chance to put the game to bed with a penalty. They've let Ferns Varas off the hook and they've got a bit of work to do here. 16 minutes left. Chris, we started this week. No points for Rangers. They're on with Bronby on Thursday. This afternoon, Celtic desperate for these points. at 1-0 and they've got a corner making another change. Yeah, they have. They've made another change and just past the post there. A great set play corner from Turnbull there. Just somebody waiting to get on the end and didn't just come out for a bye kick. But I think this is a very important game. I think it is ha, has to be for Rangers and Celtic, uh, these the, the the third game in this group competition. But Celtic are in in a, in a good position. I think it's a game they must win to have any chance of reaching the stages, the next stages. But at this moment in time, you never know what happens at one 0 Davy, because you're always you know open to to the other team getting a getting a goal. Great chance there for Giacomacus Pulse. A fabulous corner by David Turnbull. He's fizzed it right across the six-yard box. Really good bend on it. It's head height. And somehow he didn't manage to get his forehead onto the ball. Wonderful delivery from Turnbull. Celtic should be two up. And Liam Scales has come on just a few moments ago. So the Irishman who went with them last week didn't play, but he's on for Celtic. So a great chance there, wasn't it, just a few moments ago? It's nervous moments because Ferenc Varus will fancy they could get a goal. And, you know, Callum McGregor, uh, David, you felt he struck it it, struck it well? I might have to see it again, Paul. My yeah, initial sure. reaction was that it was pretty well struck penalty. Goalkeeper's gone early and he's guessed. Uh, and he's got lucky, I guess. Unless I might change my mind when I see the replay. <laughs> but I didn't think it was a really bad penalty from Callum McGregor. It, even the best players miss penalties. Um, I think it's... One thing I would say is probably a good height. I think if he hits it low, Davey, yeah, you true. know, the keeper finds it difficult to, to get to it. But I think uh, maybe a little bit more pace on it and it would be 2 0. But I still think Celtic are comfortable. The thing is now, Ferran Varos need to come out and get something from this game because it's all or nothing for them. Um, but Celtic are still dominant. And the goal earlier on, what about the through ball from Jota? Uh, terrific pass yeah. from Jota, and it's just so typical of Kyogo. Inside right channel, allowed the ball slightly across his body, took a beautiful first touch, the inside of his right foot. 
One more touch to finish. Just a, a fabulous striker's goal. Last night with Barry and Mark and myself, people were saying, why is the game on at 3.30? Well, it's because it's Champions League tonight. The game's on today because of COP26. I know it doesn't start for a couple of weeks, but when they would have played the Hungarians, it's during yeah. COP26, so Glasgow will be in lockdown. And they wouldn't let them play, Davey, even at five o'clock. They wanted it to be earlier in the day. It's the sacred cow of the Champions mm. League, isn't it? Um, I don't understand it. You know, they're prepared to inconvenience people. Um, so a lot of people would have missed this game if, exactly. because they've been yeah. at their work today yeah. and surely for heaven's sake they could have won Europa League game on at the same time as the Champions League the fans lifeblood of the game but yeah. UEFA do they care no. especially the importance of the game yeah. Davey and Paul I, I, I just think you need a full house at Celtic especially when you need to win and, and hopefully get the result that you want I just think if this is not a full capacity it can work in other teams favour um, you just never know so I just hope it's not detriment to the to Celtic here and you would like to think they can get over the line here with, with a result Ferenc Varos uh, on the attack there but it's cleared earlier on there were uh, some bookings Starfelt early on was booked uh, so was Anthony Ralston and Mahi uh, the fullback he was Mahi of uh, Ferenc Varos mm -hmm. was booked early on but uh, not too much else there Celtic did uh, had some good chances Jota was on fire in the first half and uh, they've had more chances than the Hungarians, but it's the Ferenc Varis coming forward again down the left. This is the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. We're going to up, open the lines at full time, but for the moment, let's see what's happening, Davy. Hungarians on the attack again. They're, they're having a real go, the Hungarians. They know that they've really got to show, throw the, the kitchen sink at this now. And understandably, Celtic are maybe at a stage where they're saying, 1 0 do us, but we'll just sit in, keep the game in front of us, and try and see this out. Always a dangerous tactic against a very decent Ferns Varus side. Celtic will have a free kick at the moment up near the halfway line. It'll get the, the centre backs right up the pitch, take a bit of pressure off for Joe Hart. Davy Proven, Chris Burke. The thing Chris. is, the thing is, Paul, sorry yeah. to interrupt. No. I just think when Ferns Varos put numbers into the box, into Celtic's box, it just leaves them open for even the counter attack with the mm. pace that Celtic have got, you know, Jota and Obviously, Giamakis is on now and you've got Furihashi has been on the, the other side. I just think, you know, when you've got players like Callum McGregor that can just pick lovely passes through for the for the Celtic forward line. And that you've got to remember what happened last year as well, Chris. The Champions League qualifier where Celtic got caught with an absolute sucker punch throwing players forward and caught on the counter. They've got to, I mean, they've, they've got to learn from that. They've got to make sure that they, you know, they keep players goal side here. I, I do think, I think Celtic might even get another goal here. As Giamakis, a great cross from Kyogo oh, on the right-hand side. You know, he chops into his left foot and puts the ball in. And Giamakis in the centre of goal, a lovely chest to set him up for like a bicycle overhead kick, you know, at the penalty spot area. Um, just unlucky not to, to hit the target with that one. Davey, what a chance there. It's, it's a great first touch yeah. because he's, the centre-back is touched tight on him, but he's, he's bullied the centre-back. He, he's, he's really leaned into the centre-back, taking a great first touch on his chest. Bicycle kick just over the bar. Cross coming from Kyogo. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not having him playing on the right-hand <laughs> side. He's, he's the best finisher. He's the best striker the club has. He's not a wide player. He's, he's got to find a system that accommodates. If it's got to be two strikers, fine. But Kyogo should not be playing wide right. Chris, as Celtic come forward, a great chance. Oh, should have been goal number two. Him. It is. Goal for Celtic. It's a ball down the left-hand side and it's like, is that high press with Celtic? Again, um, Ferenc Farah's try to play out. Callum McGregor steals the ball about 25 yards out, then slips the ball down the, the left-hand side and Paul, I can't see because your head's right in the view. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it Jota? We'll say Turnbull, it was Jota. David Turnbull. Oh, 
Yeah, no, I think uh, Jota crosses the ball. I couldn't see there yet. Jota crosses the ball into the box. Turnbull miss kicks it. You know, his left foot, he has the, the open goal. And um, he's fortunate enough to get a second chance at it, Davey. Um, and he stabs the ball into the net. <laughs> I think it might even be an own goal with the it, defender it could, recovering. Be, but he uh, gets away with that one. And it's not like Turnbull because he's very technically gifted. Um, sometimes the easier chances are the hardest, you know, that you, you can miss them. Uh, he certainly... Tried his best to miss that one, but 2-0 now, Celtic. There's the former Rangers player there, Chris <laughs> Burke. No, actually, when you see it later after work, you'll agree. I mean, he completely faffed. He's laughing afterwards because, of course, the goal has... Uh, it stands, we'll get VAR. There's no VAR needed. So, Davy Proven, sigh of relief, half of the city. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that should that should get Celtic over the line. And the, you've got to say they've deserved it, Paul. The one mm. thing I think Ange Postacoglu will want from this game now that, you know, they're 2-0 up is another clean sheet. Um, I, I think it's so important given that that back four and goalkeeper are taking a fair bit of stick since the start of the season figures aren't too bad for Celtic actually their defensive record is actually better than Rangers just now better than most of the league um, and I, I think the key to Celtic's season is getting that back four sorted out because it's not sorted out yet is it? No and I you, don't think it is yeah. and you've said about Starfield right at the beginning it's not a witch hunt he has struggled to settle. I think your question is, will he in time? But it's a it's a poor back four. I mean, it says they've got no Julian. You know, Ralston has done well this season, but nobody thought Adam Montgomery shoved in. He's playing out of position. Mm -hmm. And Carter Vickers, people saying, yeah, but it's still early days for Carter Vickers. I think if that back four can get Celtic to the next transfer window, still in touch with the league leaders, and I'm assuming it's going to be Rangers, then Ange Postacoglu would be quite happy because I'm sure he has identified players for the January window that will go into that back four and make it a proper back four. Seven minutes remaining. I was about to throw it to you, Chris, but I'll ask Davey there as a former Celtic player. It's jumping there now at Celtic Park. It's a good crowd this afternoon despite the kick-off time. So I, I just think supporters have been desperate to get back into the football, Paul. It's, it's been a, a hellish year. Um, lockouts and two and 3,000 crowds. It's been nonsense and it's just great to see this ground. I'm, I'm not, I don't think it's full because the point I made, a lot of people at their work today couldn't get to the game. But it's still a fabulous crowd for an afternoon kick-off on a Tuesday. I was in town earlier on and uh, you wouldn't, it felt like a Saturday. The number of people heading out for uh, the match, walking out to the East End. We'll look forward to the Rangers game shortly. And Celtic at the moment, 2-0 up with, what, six minutes remaining plus whatever is added. That hasn't been too much in the second half, but we've had substitutions. But there's been nothing major with VAR so far. Um, Chris, we spoke with Davey about VAR. It was good for Scotland. Mm -hmm. Um we, can, we cannot not have it now, can we? If we're a serious league, surely VAR has to come. Or what's your view? No, I, I'm, I'm full. Do you know what? I see at the very beginning, I wasn't sure about it, but I think, you know, there's been a few mishaps with it at the very beginning when it came into place. But now I just feel as if it's it, it's ready. It's ready now to be, especially in the top leagues now, Paul. I think, you know, there's so much at stake. I think Davy said it before, you know, when you've got 30 million pounds at stake, you know, I think something like VAR has to be included in the top league. So... And it, I don't know what it is. Is it a, a money thing? You know, is it? Is it? You know, yes. do you have to? <laughs> do you have to then? You know, coach the referees and how to use it. I, I don't see how it could be that difficult for them how to look at a screen and predict what if it's a foul or not, or offside, or it's over the line, or whatever it is. But I'm definitely for it. Well, the SFA are going to pay for that, but it's the actual to get it into everywhere to have it all implemented would cost. But Davy said last week, let's get it sponsored. Yeah, it shouldn't be that yeah, difficult. Anyway, how many five minutes remaining, Davy? What's happening? Celtic two up. Yeah, Celtic's still going forward. You know, I thought they might have taken their foot off the gas and just decided to shut up shop, but they're still going forward. Jota, beautiful ball in here for oh, great chance again. Is it David Turnbull who's getting yep. at the back post there? Yeah, it's David Turnbull should score. 
I think the goalkeeper may have got a nick on it. He's, he's, he's looking for a corner here, Turnbull. Time does run perfectly. Good first touch. Probably oh, should have dinked it, Davey, no? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a terrific chance. I mean, the first touch is exquisite and somehow he's managed to pull it past the far post. Ange Postecoglou in the dugout can't believe he's missed it. Kyogo about to come off for Celtic. Standing ovation for the Japanese. And, that, and that's just the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Jota's been so good, hasn't he, hasn't since he, he stepped yeah. in at Celtic. You know, I think it's not just his goals, you know, it's you know, his little slide balls, you know, he's crossing, you know, the way he can just take on players. As you've seen there, he can go in the outside and in, in, in the inside as he, he did there. You know, he, he dribbled the ball inside and a lovely slip past the Turnbull and he'll be very disappointed that he wasn't on the score sheet again. And another creative player has come on, someone who can play wide, can play midfield, a bit like yourselves. It's Mikey Johnson who's back, but Celtic coming forward again, Davey, down the right and looking confident. They couldn't, yeah, as you said, they want another clean sheet Very something far as Luke beaten Paul uh, I thought yeah. they might mm. they might have had more of a goal in the latter stages of the game the, the second goal just killed them they, they look despondent now and Celtic just playing about a keep ball to, to run the clock down here they look as if they're enjoying it Celtic as, as I say that you know there's nearly a mistake and nearly a, a goal for Ferenc Varos playing out from the back I think you know is it the young left back or is it Starfield no I think Starfield came in with a with a block on Hart I think he was through and goal um, Starfield and Hart obviously done enough to to stop the the forward putting it into the back of the net, but that's what happens when you play with the back. Sometimes you make mistakes, and sometimes the the pass doesn't really execute the way you want it. Um, but Celtic get away with that one. Davy, discuss. You're not having it, are you? No, this... no. Nah, nah, it's it's the point we're making. The back four is not right, Paul. And you know that is just a basic error of the kind you can't afford at any decent level of football. Um, Celtic were fortunate that you know they they, they weren't punished. It's, it's Starfield. It's Starfield. Who wants too much time in the ball uh, is tackled, and their centre forward is almost in on Joe Hart there because of that. It's it's a it's a real bad blunder. And again, it's come from a player who's a Swedish international, cost four and a half million quid. And I'm sorry, it's not good enough right now. And he was booked early in the game, Davey. So we were surprised Jimmy was on the social saying, will Starfelt come off in the second half just in case they lose a player? Because if you go down to 10 men, you know, Ferenc Varas looked better, eager at the start of the second half. Yeah, no, I, on Starfelt, you know, I think maybe it's just going to take some time for him to step in, but obviously it's difficult. You've got so much, much Rangers. time. He's, he's, he's a Sweden international. You, you think you're buying a finished article, surely, when yep. you pay four and a half million pounds. You're, you're, you're really betting that he's going to come into your team and hit the ground running, and he—that is that mistake there is, I think, is typical of of his performances so far. Do you, I, I I don't know Starfield as a as a person or, or his previous clubs where he played at centre back, but is he playing the wrong side at centre back? So well, he has his right footed and he's playing left side. Yeah, but, but maybe his whole career he's played in the right hand side, and maybe now that he's playing in the left hand side, that he's finding yeah. that little bit more difficult I know for myself as a wide player I was I'm absolutely ter terrible on the left hand side for some some reason um, do you I hate just, to be I moved over I, yeah. I, I've always played yeah. in the right I don't know about you Davey but maybe you could have played in the both, in both no, sides no I prefer to play in the right but yeah. I mean you know proper centre backs can play either side if you look at Virgil van Dijk depending on who's whether it's Matip or mm -hmm. whoever he's playing yeah. with he, he's played both sides and you would never know the difference with him, would you? Still 2-0 Celtic. There's one minute remaining plus stoppage time which probably will be, what, four minutes? There's been quite a few substitutions, maybe four or five minutes in these days of VAR. I don't think there's been a VAR in the second half. It's a good chat though, isn't it? I love yeah. to hear that insight from you, you know, where, you know, maybe he is out of position. 
but the jury's definitely out. He's two months into the season, always two and a half. To be, you're always sure. going to be judged, especially from from the minute you arrive in the door at Celtic mm. Rangers, you're going to be judged, no matter you know how good you were before. Um, there's so many players that have yep. came and, and just not been able to deliver the goods that they've done at the previous clubs they've been at. Um, but sometimes it takes more time than others. And I was just thinking, if there is some sort of excuse for him, maybe he has played in the right-hand side, or maybe he's played in a back three, you just, just don't know. Cameras there, the BT cameras, with commentator Rob McLean, who'll be here tomorrow night. They're trained there on Furuhashi. Kyogo, who scored for Celtic, in 57 minutes then there was a penalty for Celtic in 62 up strode the captain Callum McGregor but it was saved by their keeper but then 2-0 to Celtic David Turnbull scoring in the 82nd minute as we head into injury time Davey have we seen much of uh, th- oh, three minutes added so the Celtic fans will be, be happy with that a big win for Celtic as they come forward again Davey yeah I mean, real chance here oh they missed, missed the target again Jota He's through inside right channel, through in the goalkeeper. He's tried to slide it in at the near post. And again, Celtic have missed. Celtic could be four, five, maybe yep. even six up here. You're right, David. Finishing has been so poor. And that, that will disappoint uh, Ange Postacoglu because they deserve better than a 2-0 here. Because they've taken a few beatings in the last year or two in Europe and they could do with... Uh, 3-0 is not a beating, uh, Chris, is it? But it would be the more reflective of what the scoreline should be. Yeah, well, the thing is they're still on the attack yeah. here. It's amazing, you know, you would think at 1-0 you would shut up shop and make sure you get the three points but I don't think that's the Celtic way or the Ange Postacoglu way. You know, they've had so many chances in the last 50 minutes since we've been in this studio um, and clear-cut chances as well and to go back to the last chance with Jota again, it's that great running between the centre-back and the full-back and it's actually similar to Furuhashi's one that he scores and it's yeah. just what happens when you get that sort of player in the box that little bit of calmness and cuteness um, I'm not saying that Jota is not a good finisher but you know if that was Furuhashi in that sort of position when he was playing on the right he got took off I think that would have been a goal I'll tell, I'll tell you what though what Celtic will know from this 90 minutes is that they can go to Hungary and beat this team again mm-hmm. Celtic have been a sizeable distance better than this Hungarian team here today and the the game that you know the the game in Hungary is eminently winnable and it, it would get Celtic back in the mix. They would need a big result against Betis probably, but who's to say they can't do it? It's not impossible, is it? They no, were no, at all. A couple of times against Betis. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. The Celtic fans uh, on the way home or from the game or from work or at home. Give us a call. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Paul Cooney with Davy Proven, former Celtic star, and Chris Burke, currently of course starring with Kilmarnock and formerly of Rangers. As Ferenc Varas come forward, but keeper did well to anticipate it. Well, he had to, Paul, because it's a simple bread and butter long ball out from the back over the top and. Carter Bickers is caught underneath it. It's really poor defending. Uh, Joe Hart, quick enough to, to get out and, and make the save. But again, um, and I don't want to labour the point, the, the the back four needs addressed. I just think they're, you know, they were trying to play a high line at the beginning there, David, you know, everybody to push up. Um, but the midfielder had loads of time and space to lift his head and play it over the top. And it was unfortunate that if it wasn't for Joe Hart being cute off his line like he was with the Starfelt one, then, you know, Ferenc Varos could have got another goal there, or a goal, sorry, to to give himself a chance in the tie, even albeit there's about a minute and a half to go. Celtic come forward again, Davy Proven. Yeah, Gio Kamakis just trying to, to, to lay it off there for Mikey Johnson. Bit of keep ball now inside right channel for Celtic. They know the, the, the job's done. 
it's almost like training exercises if they're, they're playing in boxes here, some one and two touch stuff. And that's it, 2 0 finished. So the points come to Celtic, the first three points of the season in Europe. The manager there just congratulating the bench. He'll go over to the Hungarian coach in a moment or two, Jota there, who maybe man of the match is involved in everything. But no, he's missed there. He's been involved in nearly yeah. everything, though, and that tells you a lot, doesn't it? The goals coming from Kyogo and Turnbull, and a penalty missed by, well, saved by the keeper, but it was Callum McGregor who took it. Yep, and the camera's there. Chris Burke on Kyogo. What a player yes. he is proving to be for Celtic. He's a terrific player, um, his movement. And I just think by number nine, Dave, I think it's so important that your first touch is really good. And I think mm. he's got a great first touch, whether it's to score first touch or whether it's to take a touch, you know, in his path like he did for that goal or to play a touch round the corner to his, to his, his teammates. But I just think not just his movement, but he's got a great first touch. Certainly has. Davey, you're just watching there, see some yeah, of the players. Yep. Yeah, they've got, yep. they've got the camera on him. I mean, he's, he's just been such a good signing. Mm. And, you know, Celtic supporters will be hoping there are one or two more, or you know, in that market that Celtic can can go and plunder in, in January. I'm sure Ange Postacoglu has three or four names up his sleeve. And as I said earlier, it's all about Celtic keeping in mm. touch, I think. Staying competitive until January, and I'd expect two or three Big signings. He's like a head of state there, isn't he? Just a head he of coach. Every, everyone's paying tribute to him, the whole team. Maybe it's the way because he was in the bench, he's come back on. <laughs> but uh, isn't it amazing, Chris? Everyone wants to go yep. to Furuhashi, to Kyogo, all these teammates. The Celtic players applaud the crowd as they do. It's good atmosphere this afternoon. There was a banner beforehand having a go at UEFA, so I'm not laughing about it. Um, no doubt there'll be what repercussions. Kyogo what Kyogo does is he lifts the crowd. Doesn't he? Yeah. Maybe? He's the sort of player that just lifts the crowd and lifts your teammates. You know, you know when you get the ball, something might happen. Um, it just creates a great atmosphere and it, and it puts, you know, the opposition in immediate threat when he gets the ball or when he makes a run. But I just think he's been terrific since he's he's, he's been in. I hope he stays injury free because he's a very very big important player. As we look at the table there, Davy, um, you know we've got. I don't know about this. Um, New system where you put the points at the first <laughs> rather than at the end. It's strange, but anyway, <laughs> Celtic have three points. Yeah, and uh, listen, there's every chance Celtic will have six after they go to Hungary because Ferns Faris were, were a poor second best here today. Uh, Celtic will fancy themselves to win over there, and then it's uh, they've got to get a big result at home to, to Betis, you would think. And you've got to hope that Leverkusen win every game, I think. Yeah, of course. That they take That's points right. off Betis. Yep. And yeah, they're, they're, they're back in it if they win in Hungary. Yeah, the promising thing is I think they've got paid Betis at home. Um, it showed how good they were when they were at Betis and spells. You know, been two and a lot. You yeah. would think, you know, put the put the game to bed. But again, is that some flaw or deficiency that you know Celtic have, where they don't have that ability or the style of play that Ange Postecoglou wants, where they be able just to sit in and. And, and kill the game it just seems to me David that the way they play they're always looking for the next goal always yeah, looking for the next it, goal it worries me you know when I see him in the papers again yesterday saying I'm not going to change that worries me you know there are very few coaches who are as intransigent as that and, and the ones the ones who are like that are like Guardiola who have, and Klopp who have the best players in the world and who can play like that who can play open can open up against anyone Celtic aren't at that stage yet and that's what we saw against Leverkusen. When Celtic tried to open up against a real quality side, they, they, they got a sore one, you know. And he said they played well against Leverkusen, so you can say, you can probably even see even more that he's not willing to change at all mm. because he believes that that's the process of getting results. Uh, but you never know, he's had one, what, window? 
and you can see the improvements yeah. he's already made yeah. um, he's got a great eye for a he player he needs another two windows yeah. I, I think before you could judge him with big money well fairly, spent fairly. yeah, yeah I, I, sure. I think so I mean given the disadvantage he was at when he came into the club he had to isolate um, the, the dressing room was, was, was a bit of a shambles um, it was all the club was all over the place and he's had to pick up the pieces and you've got to say he's done pretty well so far. We're going to have to take a quick break but we're here till 7 and if you're just tuning in Celtic have won 2-0 this afternoon against Ferenc Varos Rangers in action in 48 hours against Bronby. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show. Uh, the lights are on, the disco lights are on at Celtic Park and, and they're happy because the scoreline says Celtic 2, Ferenc Varos 0. Davy Proven is here, Chris Burke and your calls 0808 17 17 700. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre and we're also on the socials at Go Football Show or you can text your message to 87474. So go and your message 87474. Davy, Callum McGregor been Great for Celtic, obviously yeah. missed the penalty, but the keeper went really, really early. He and Celtic fans will be happy, 2-0. He's the heartbeat in the dressing room now, I think, Paul. You know, now, now that Scott Brown has left the club, they needed somebody, I think, to fill that vacuum. Who? <laughs> so that's him. <laughs> True. No, and and yeah. Callum, yeah. Callum McGregor has done that. He is uh, he's, he's, he's a great pro, he's a great example for anyone coming into the club. Um, if they want to know what it's like, or what the standard is to be a Celtic player, they look, no further than Callum McGregor and Scott Brown was amazing but it is, it's is—it's—it's a mark of what he, this guy's doing isn't it but to be captain to follow someone like him was no no mean feat yeah you can you can see he's got the personality for it though he's, he's, he's grew into that armband he's, and people say you know when you're the captain you become automatically a leader I think he was a leader even before he had the captaincy anyway yeah. and if I really think about it since he's come back Celtic have improved you know I think he was out for a little bit and then October got a lot better for Celtic. Um, they obviously get a great away result at Aberdeen, you know, and they get a great away result as well against um, who was it Aberdeen and Mo- and Motherwell. Mo- so, yep. and now again they've got a great result. So I think Callum McGregor and for and Kyogo coming back, I think just shows that their results have picked up. Well, we'll take some calls. You ready, John Hartson? I see he was in here at the weekend when Turnbull scored the. The speakers were crashed, Davey. He was like, oh! That was some strike, wasn't it? Wasn't what it? A strike. It was special. Yeah. As well, though, if you really look at the goal, it starts from the goalkeeper. Mm. And it's probably what Ange Postacoglu really, really wants. You know, I think it's seven passes later. You know, talk about playing from, from the back all the way up. And it's a fantastic strike from Tumble. He's got that in his locker, hasn't he? Here's Sean on the line. Sean, good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening, guys. How are we? Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. You, yourself, how are you feeling then about that? You just watched the game? Uh, absolutely over the moon with that performance over the moon brilliant performance from start to finish tell us about it and for people just tuning in because it's a, such a strange time isn't it today but oh, uh, definitely yeah. yeah definitely it's hard to get yourself get yourself around this whole it's a you always associate yourself uh, Celtic Park under the lights an evening kickoff and we're sitting at half past two getting ourselves prepared for the game half past three kickoff it's, it's madness but mm. the most important thing is it was an utterly dominant performance from start to finish. I thought that was an excellent performance. I couldn't fault a single player. Really, the whole team. Whole team. No, I could. I, I've not. 
I give every single one of them pass marks. I couldn't fault any any player at all. And that just shows how far this team have come since the last time we played Ferenc Varos. The only player that played in the last game is Callum McGregor. That just shows how much we've developed as a club. I thought every, to, a, to a man, everybody was brilliant. The only maybe player I could maybe say was a wee bit nervy at the start was Montgomery. But he's, a real, he's only a young kid, so I really can't criticise him too much. Davey? I, I've still got my worries about the two centre-backs. Um, and I accept it was a really good performance, commanding performance from Celtic. But you saw late in the game there, just two examples, Starfelt, um, who wanted too much time in the ball and was closed down. A bit like Harry Maguire in the Leicester game of the weekend. Oh, yeah. Similar situation. And then Carter Vickers caught under just a bread and butter long ball over the top when he should have been dropping because there was no pressure on the ball in midfield. And the two centre-backs, Sean, I'm afraid, still worry me. I, I would hope oh, that... Do, An- yeah, do, yeah. I would hope Ange you know, has, has got the budget and has identified players that can come in and you know make Celtic much better at the back. Sean, here's the goal again. We're coming back, so we're, it's it's on BT Sport at the moment. Davey, what about that ball from Jota? And how deep was he? It's a, a fabulous ball from Jota. He plays it with a bit of cut spin. There's a bit of backspin in the ball. But Kyogo loads it across his body and first touches on the half volley, takes all the pace off it. And like all natural finishers, he, he hits it with the inside. He passes the ball into the net. Reminiscent, may I say, of Charlie Nicholas at his best. Yeah. Charlie would always pass the ball inside the post. And that's what Kyogo, he, he has that gift as well. Sean, what happened? At, were you on the sofa? Were you on the kit? I, I was on the sofa. I was watching it, the build-up play with Jota and the minute the ball left his foot and it was going to Kyogo, I thought, this is bound to be a goal. <laughs> it was simply sublime. I thought, if this is anywhere, even in like Spain, Portugal, yeah. even in the Premier League, this that the build-up play and that pass is talked for months and months and months. Did you spill your Did you spill your coffee? Was it okay? Was the coffee all right? Uh, it certainly wasn't coffee. <laughs> <laughs> not for sure. No, there was no coffee here. No. Chris Burt, that was sweet goal. Wasn't it was. It, it was yeah. a tremendous goal. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, Kyogo's first touch. You know, sometimes you get strikers there that would have to take another touch because their first touch is so close to them. But he's that confident and that good that his first touch is just into his own path to just slip it. Sean, Sean can I ask you? I, I'm not a fan of. Kyogo playing wide right. I, no, I would I would rather not. see I would rather see one wide player, and at the moment I think Jota is ahead of Obada, and I'd like to see Celtic play with two strikers. Yeah, I agree, David. The minute the minute Jackie Marcus come on, I thought, please, please, please let me go four four two. Yeah, two yeah. up front because I, I I felt as if as much as Kyogo was doing brilliant, I feel as if he's he needs he needs somebody behind him. He's craving support and putting him out wide. He's, he's totally wasted. He, he, really is. Uh, He's totally wasted. he is wasted but probably because the, the manager sees him in training every day that he can play multiple positions because he is that good so sometimes you get the players David that are that good that sometimes they get given up another position um, and allowing somebody that can only play maybe one position like Giamakis that can probably only play number 9 and then that allows obviously Kyogo to play in, the, in, the, in one of the sides so I just think Giamakis maybe gives something different he looked as if he had a bit more physical presence yeah, about does. him yeah. where you could clip the ball up to him and maybe give a different dimension for Celtic as you've seen with his chance would he be able to bring it down in his chest I think you try and accommodate the two of them though Chris even yeah. if it means going to a back three so he can play with two up front do you think he'll do that though? I, listen I, I really don't know he seems to be very very intransigent when it comes to his philosophy on the game I, I, I probably don't think he will um, because no. he, he, he seems to favour having one striker and two off the wide area. 
Um, I don't think he's going to listen to anyone, Ange yeah. Postacoglu. He has his own conviction and he's going to stick with it. OK, we're uh, sort of, we're saving you money here on BT Sport, some people, because they're just showing you a great tackle there by uh, Anthony Rolson. Magnificent it, tackle there at defence, wasn't it? He's been terrific yeah. since he's come in and, he, and for someone as well, to have that mental fitness to, to cope with the pressure of people saying that he shouldn't be playing, he shouldn't be playing every day and every game, sorry, that you know, he has to turn up and deliver and he's done that for Celtic um, he scored a few goals he's always a threat going forward as well but he's got great recovery as you've seen there his recovery run's fantastic and you can have a good recovery run but you have to recover in the right space and that's exactly what he done there because the ball gets zipped across the face of goal and that could have been a goal for Ferenc Varos Sean what happened at the penalty? Your guess is as good as mine I thought it was a good penalty when, I, when Carl McGregor was stepping up but I thought it was a good saver, but then looking back, I thought maybe he could have, he maybe could have put it further into the corner. But I was surprised that even Michael McGregor took it as well. I, I know he's a captain, but I would have expected one of the forward players to would have been itching to take that. Definitely. Would you not Kyogo give it to Kyogo? Sorry, yeah. I, I definitely would have given it to Kyogo. Yeah, definitely. That's what you After said, David. Scoring, yeah. David said that. You know, David said, you know, he's in form. He's he's just scored. You know, you think you would give it to Kyogo, but maybe you know what it's like when it's announced before the game who takes the penalty um, and it's all day long a penalty anyway uh, but to go back on that I just think you know playing two up front for Celtic I don't know if he'll do that because it just seems to me he likes to play with the wide players David at, you know take a man on or make that out to end run which you've seen a lot in this game you mm. know out to end runs where you're actually through and goal and can have a shot at goal um, but will he change I don't Is know probably Sean will know more than us mm. Is that from coming out wide? Yeah, out yeah, to in. Out you know, Jota, totally. you know, yeah. you've seen it yeah. even, they can slip the pass through, out to in Jota. He can go down the line, you know, a bad is the same, Kyogo yeah. if he's out there. Um, and a few times he did get in from the out to in run. A bit like the way Liverpool do it, you know. But that's why just having one striker offers that. But will he change his formation? I think Sean will be able to tell me more. He's not. David Turnbull being interviewed now. And then the goal, the Turnbull goal, he, he kind of laughed, didn't he, Sean? Because uh, it was a bit of a a bungle and a bundle, but he got the ball in the back yeah, of the net. Def- definitely, but we'll take it. I think it was more relief for the fact that we finally yeah. got that got that second goal because I felt as if the game, it was one of the typical Celtic games. It was 2-0 going on six and I thought we are going to just give give a ball away cheaply and we're going to get sucker punched and it's going to end up being one each and we're going to reflect back and go, what if? Because I thought we were utterly dominant for the whole entire game. So I'm kind of glad that I'll take any goal it's up someone's backside if it's an own goal I'll take anything exactly kind of made a backside of it but hey he scored you can see the teams what does it do for them David now another win for Celtic another clean sheet yep a clean sheet well it's it, confidence is a huge thing in football particularly for strikers and you can see Kyogo is flying at the moment um, it looks like scoring every time he's, you know he, every time he sees the goals um, but in terms of the dressing room you know Having lost at Ibrox the first Old Firm game, and you know people were were saying, you know, that this is a shambles. How, how does how did you put this together? There are signs, I think, that he can put it together, given the right personnel, and that's where the club have to back him in January. For they sure. have to back him. Well, Sean, what would you like to see the manager adding in January? What what what, what positions would you like to see being added to that team? Um, I think the first and foremost, Chris, the, the bigger picture is. I think he needs to add these back backroom stuff. I think he needs some, some somebody beside him to talk to. I think that's that that would make a huge huge uh, improvement. But obviously, I, I think I'd, I would like maybe another 
another centre back and another left back. And I feel as if maybe maybe another goalkeeper as well because I feel as if Joe Hart gets injured. I feel as if you know, the the back the 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 goalkeepers that are there now have been tried and tested. David and Marshall. David Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no. Been Do you reckon? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, there's a reason. Why, there's a reason why he's been bombed. He's no point. He's no longer playing for Scotland. Well, because he's not playing for Derby. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but the manager so there admitted the decision. It's not the fourth yeah. choice for Scotland, so uh, I, no, I think I think no, I don't know, I don't know, but I, th- I feel as if another goalkeeper maybe would be, would be a good idea. If you, if you wanted yeah. another goalkeeper, what sort of market then would you look at? Would you go foreign again, or would you go British? I think yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the minute the, the January window opens, I think he'll go into the Asian market. I think he'll, he's got a list of players that, that yeah. he's maybe okay. yeah. highlighted. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah. Listen, thanks very much for calling. Thanks for taking us through it there, John, watching it at home. Let's go to a John now, who was at the match. So you're on the way home. John, good evening. Good evening, guys. Celtic are alive and kicking. It's, uh, it's <laughs> this is breaking news. Family. Yeah, <laughs> on you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, not the... not. I mean, it's a bit of a turbulent start, but honestly, today was absolutely fantastic uh, from start to finish. Although I thought, I thought in the first half we could have done a little bit more. Uh, and certainly brought them in at half time and uh, certainly said to them a few few words that uh, got them up the park and got them moving and uh, obviously got them scoring, which is brilliant. Do you have a man of the match? Uh, man of the match, you know, Jota, I thought he was excellent in the ball. Um, you know, he was causing problems uh, often. Um, but Kyogo, uh, again, I think he was incredible. I think he was. Um, even, even when he got moved out to the wide right, I thought he was uh, working so hard. Uh, and I was so proud of him. Goal of the season, David Turnbull <laughs> from Saturday. No, we're <laughs> not jo- that one. We were just watching it back there because that's the kind of day that could have gone wrong for Celtic. As John earlier said, John was yeah. there just now. He says Celtic are back. That's what happened last season, Paul. You know, caught on the counter. Uh, you know, with a sucker punch in the Champions League qualifier against the same, the same Ferns Faris, and it was important that Celtic didn't let that slip today. They, they could have won three, four, five today. And the important thing is that Celtic now know they can go to Hungary and win and get back into this. John, what was the atmosphere like? So strange, a 3.30 kick-off, but what, there was 50,000 there? Uh, yeah, roughly 50,000. It was um, yeah, it was a, a bizarre atmosphere given it's a kind of afternoon kick-off. But, you know, I thought it was electric. Uh, you know, usual just, you know, do, doing the huddle and singing all our favourite songs. Uh, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a good uh, it's a good atmosphere. And I think, you know, seeing the fans get behind the team, uh, I think Celtic are uh, they level up, which is great. And still European hope there, Real Betis. I mean, I was going to say it's not impossible you'd beat them. You could well beat them. We, we certainly could. Uh, Real Betis, you know, 4-3 in the last game. Um, and you know, with players back from injury, I think Celtic will be firing all cylinders. Uh, I can't wait till obviously we have James Forrest and Julian as an option. I think that'll be a, a two, two extra good assets. Uh, you know that we can bring back. They have got assets that have been missing, Chris and Christopher Julian and James Forrest. You know, Player of the Year two years ago. That'll be huge. I think um, having Julian and, and especially James Forrest. You know, we talk about Kyogo, Abada, you know, Jota. Turnbull I could even mention but you know you've got Forrest as well to add to the mix of what 10 plus goals and could probably add that to assist also so it's looking good but 
you know, Davy's right. You know, I think the defensive line is something that maybe needs addressed, and will he address that in January? Uh, but adding Julian will maybe help that. They've surely got to back him. We'll talk about that. Rangers fans as well. We're winding up now to Thursday night. Rangers against Bronby. Celtic this afternoon, 2 0 over Ferenc Faros. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat, and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Thanks for making the switch. We're on from five every evening. And tonight, bringing you there Celtic 2, Ferenc Varos 0. So, Celtic are off the mark now in the Europa League and uh, let's hope Rangers can do likewise on Thursday night against Bronby because Rangers Chris Burke have done so well in Europe under Steven Gerrard that uh, this season has been unusual starting with no points after two games yep uh, they have again it's going to be difficult for them but it's a game that I think they can win Paul I really do I think you know that home they're playing a side that I don't think they're doing that well in the league I think they sit six um, so they've had a slow start and they get to play, you know, at home again with their fans behind them. And if they win that one, there's always a chance because then they go to Bronby, um, and maybe before you know it, they could have six points. Did you see the highlights? Because it was most Rangers had so much possession, especially in the first half. And the manager said that they played probably some of their best football of the season so far. It's frustrating right now because we've put ourselves in a real good position. We've had many, many more chances to go and kill the game. You know, we've hit the post, we've missed a blatant tap-in. I think Craig Gordon's been by far the busiest keeper over the 90 minutes, so Seth certainly feels frustrating right now. But we've been, we've paid for not taking them chances and not being ruthless in the final third, so we've got ourselves to blame. And that late goal, Davey, it's unusual yeah. for it. It just didn't happen last season, but uh, it's going to be tighter this year, no question. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Rangers at the moment are a poor imitation of what they were last season. Um, I, th- I think they rose to the occasion last season. I think they knew it was a historic season. And he squeezed everything out of that dressing room. I don't think he'll ever get it again. And I think he needs to reinvigorate that dressing room. And the only way he can do that is to bring in some one or two real top players. I'm not talking about to make up numbers. I'm talking about proper quality that will make the rest of the dressing room sit up and take notice. You know what it's like, Chris, mm-hmm. when, when a proper player walks in your dressing room, it, it lifts everybody. But I, I I just wonder about the background now and the relationship between Stephen Gerrard and his board because very unusual for him to call the board out. And he, he did that indirectly by saying we spent nothing in the last two windows. If we want to get to the next level, we have to spend big. By the same token, the board will be saying, well, you lost the Malmo game. You lost the 40 million quid by losing to Malmo yeah. against 10 men. So it works both ways. And I just wonder if... If, I wonder if Steven Gerrard is as content in the job as he was as he was last season and I, I very much doubt it. Do you think you'll go to Newcastle if you get... I, I don't think he'd be offered it, Chris. I, I, I don't think he'd be offered it. I don't think he has the experience uh, as yet. Um, I, I think I think Newcastle will be looking at bigger fish. Um, either guys who've proved themselves in, in the top flight down in England or one of the Hollywood names, what you know, Zidane or somebody, they've got the money now to, to take anyone they want, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, listen, what, what do you think, Chris? No, I, I don't think. I think Stephen Gerrard will stay. Um, I think even maybe if he's offered it anyway, he would, he would stay. But that's saying that, you know, Bruce loses his job. You just don't know. 
Um, but, but I think, I mean, that, that that will happen. He looked pained, you know, afterwards. You, you felt for him, didn't you? You know, as the yeah. manager. Uh, but the fans have turned on him. And I think the owners have got that conundrum. What do they do? They want to treat him fairly. I mean, there'll be an £8 million compensation. I mean, Barry was saying last night, he looked afterwards, he looked almost haunted. And you wouldn't want to see that. For Steve Bruce, who's a terrific guy, it's about who's next. We mentioned the programme yesterday, the name of Eddie Howe came back up. We could hardly say it because we said it so often three or four months ago. But apparently he's one of the favourites now to come in. Maybe short term Chris too because he knows about English football as, as management he got Bournemouth relegated exactly I know and is that yeah. the sort of style they want to go for within the relegation battle or is it better to have Steve Bruce who's more experienced and he knows what it's like to get you know teams out of the relegation zone so you have to be careful what you wish for mm. the, the, one, the one guy that would fit the bill is Brendan Rodgers and I, I think he quite emphatically ruled himself out when he was asked so, so he's not not even in the running, but they they need somebody like that. I think, you know, somebody a, a proper coach. I just, um, uh, I just think the first person that goes there is on to a losing yeah, streak. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the second one that will probably gain from everything, Davey. Yeah, it's a bit like Mark Hughes at, at Man City when yeah. the big money came in. Mark Hughes was only keeping the the seat warm. I know they brought in Robinho and uh, De Jong and Craig Bellamy, but Mark Hughes was. You know, his his coat was in a shaky nail from the minute that, that takeover happened. Did you notice the custard pie I got there from Chris Burke when I said to Eddie how Yeah, 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 you did well, didn't he? He got them relegated. <laughs> Sorry. That's exactly what Simon Jordan said when I heard it yesterday. But that was the word late yesterday. He was the joint bookmaker's favourite to be the new manager, but it is speculation. And of course, David, the game you did at the weekend, we were talking about it, Leicester against yeah. Man United. What a game, first of all. Yeah, and I, I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I think he's going to come under increasing pressure. He's got a really difficult run of fixtures coming up, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, and, and Leicester were fabulous. It, it's And again, that's down to Brendan Rodgers, the way his teams play, the aggressive pressing game. And uh, it was a super game of football. And... Yeah, I, I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is under big pressure. Tough where, it, where do you yeah. see them finishing then, David? Man U? Yeah. Well, they're still in touch. I think they're only, what, they're, they're only, they were two mm. points off, off the top going into the game at the weekend, so they're probably five behind now. Um, do you think they're top four side? I, I, no, I don't. I, I, I don't. And I think Brendan Rodgers' team at the weekend exposed them for what they are, Chris. They're, they're a team of great individuals, but they, they won't put the shift in for them. Mm. And if you look at the Leicester players who are less gifted, but they gave him everything. Um, Manchester United played Ronaldo. He only wants to play when you know when he's got the ball or when United have got the ball. He won't, he won't do the shift going back the way. And there's there's two or three like that. Pogba as well. Pogba Indeed, as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, Chelsea on 19, Liverpool 18, Man City 17, Brighton 15 along with Tottenham. And Man United uh, 14. Yeah, five off yeah. it. Five yeah. off it already, mm -hmm. yeah. So it could happen. Difficult games uh, to come. Brendan Rodgers has been mentioned for everything, isn't he? They were saying Man City be. a few days ago, now Man United and Newcastle. The, the only thing about Man City, Paul, I, I don't think you can wait for a job. I, I, I just think it, football, it's all about timing. You get an opportunity and you've got to take it. Um, and a year and a half is such a long time. Look is. at COVID, it's over a year and a half yeah. now, but nobody could have predicted that. You just don't know. You can't say. I mean, it's the narrative around Stephen Gerrard as well. And most people say, yeah, he will be manager of Liverpool one day. And, and you would hope for him yeah. a great figure. But you don't, but know, do you you don't you? know for sure. You can't write, you can't write a script for that. Um, and no, nobody knows how it's going to pan out. I mean, if you're Manchester United, if, if the problem is Ed Woodward is leaving the club, I, I don't know who would make that decision. Um, but you certainly if you're if you're Man United and you're looking for a new manager, Brendan Rodgers has to be in your shortlist. 
I, I totally agree. I think Brendan Rodgers has been excellent. Um, you know, he came to Celtic after the Liverpool job and he was, what, one slip away from winning the title. You just never know and obviously left Liverpool and came to Celtic and done absolutely terrific with him. And I do think he deserves a, and no disrespect to Leicester, I do think he deserves a, a bigger club. Been, it has been phenomenal, hasn't he? Success. And actually, the person you mentioned there, Stephen Gerrard as well, the two of them have been great for the Scottish football game. They're showing the game again, Davy, which is probably not a bad <laughs> idea for people getting home, but we'll talk you through it here in the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. 0808 17 17 700 if you're on the way home. Celtic have won 2 0 this afternoon. Pretty comprehensive performance against Ferenc Faros. They had a few sticky moments, but Celtic could have easily scored four, five, and maybe even six. The goals came from Kyogo in 57 minutes. So a wonderful through ball from uh, Jota. Yeah, Jota. Fa- fabulous pass. Kind of hit it with a bit of underspin on it, and it required a really good first touch from Kyogo. And he just took all the pace off the ball. Great two touch finish. How good is he going to be, do you think, Kyogo? I mean, it's... Million dollar question. Well, I, he just looks like scoring in every game. Um, again, I, I question the wisdom of playing him out in the touchline. I, that, that has really annoyed me. You might have noticed, um, but... Absolutely. Um, Doesn't make sense. I, 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 I just think if, you, if your best striker, your best goal scorer, you, the guy who's going to take a chance for you, you, you play him through the middle. I think if he stays fit, I don't think anybody could argue with me that he'll probably end up top goal scorer. In the, in, in the league I think anyway mm-hmm. and if he stays fit you know there's only been I think three players that have ever scored the 30 mark and the way Celtic play and the amount of chances yeah. they create that especially at home you know you would like to think I think Celtic will will you know kill a lot of teams with 5-6 um, if they get once they get it completely right and if Kyogo is a number 9 in that position I think you know he could be scoring hat-tricks and stuff so I think you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I see Kyogo uh, hitting the 30 mark. And the three players are? Griffiths. Yep. On you go. No, no, I'm asking you. You oh, said it, yeah. Marco uh, Negri? Uh, no. No? Um, oh, it could be, let's do a question. Yeah, yeah somebody so, can call it. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, right, we'll have a think about it during the news, which is coming up next. But the football news is Celtic have won 2-0 against Ferenc Varos. Taking your calls as you head home, and we're building up to the Rangers game too. 0808 17 17 700, Davy Proven, Chris Burke, We're back after the news. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with TheTaxiCentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go, go, go. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, 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 go. 
and also hosting at this section the match commentator on BT this afternoon for the Celtic two-goal victory over Ferenc Varus, the one and only the Reverend Rob McLean is joining us. Rob, <laughs> Rob, good afternoon, good I, evening. I've I, I told you never to give me my full title That's on true. the radio, Sorry, Reverend. <laughs> Rob, how are we? Chris, Chris, maybe as well. Paul, nice to speak to you. Good yeah. morning, or good afternoon. We're not quite sure, are we? It's such an early kickoff for you today. I, I, yeah. I actually, I actually, I actually put a couple of night times evenings into the commentary because yeah. I couldn't quite come <laughs> to terms with the fact it was a three thirty kickoff. Uh, <laughs> Rob, we've got it in the background here. We have paid our subscription to BT Sport, and they're showing the whole game again That's just right. now, which is probably a good idea for people heading home. Yeah. But for us here, yeah. uh, you can obviously catch up with uh, what's happening. Celtic have won two 0 um, you caught up with the manager afterwards, I believe. What was he saying? Yeah, I was just I was just listening into the, to the media conference afterwards, and I guess in true Ange Postecoglou style, he wasn't exactly screaming from the rooftops. You know, it's not what he does. He hasn't been in the depths of despair when Celtic have been struggling, um, and he's not going over the top productions. You know, when they get a result like as they've had uh, today. Um, but I mean, he's really, he's really happy. I mean, he's, I think he's really happy that they defended well. He d- he doesn't like talking about clean sheets, uh, you know, because there are lots of ways, including luck, to get clean sheets. But what he wants is good defending. Celtic has to be better in that area. So he's really happy on the back of Motherwell clean sheet, and the same again today. But I mean, going forward, you know, and the, and the, the two Chris and Davy will have absolutely loved that sparkling football that that Celtic played on the attack and. And I, I just think that had they scored another two or even three goals, I'm not sure Ferenc Varas could have cl- uh, complained greatly because I, I just think 2-0 actually flatters the Hungarian champions. What, what do you guys think? They, that's what I said, uh, Rob, um, during the game. As we were in stoppage time, I said it could have been 4-5 or even 6. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the good thing for me about this game today is that after this 90 minutes, Celtic will know they can go to Hungary and beat them again. I, th- I think Celtic yeah. were so superior today against yeah. the Hungarian champions that they will fancy the, the game over there big time. Yeah, I, said, I actually said that to producer James as he was putting me through. I said, I'm pretty confident Celtic will win in Budapest two weeks on Thursday because um, I, I was kind of surprised um, at their performance today, a bit surprised at their attitude. They looked as if they just came for a point and you would have thought they might have had a go at Celtic's weak spot, which is their defence. Um, but they seemed content to, to kind of sit in and play a cautious game, uh, and Celtic flooded them with attack after attack. And, um, you know, I thought Jota was standing. I mean, that first goal is, is something, I think, an absolute thing of beauty. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, and Celtic, you know, could have, they could have improved their goal difference in the group. Uh, that might have been useful today. But like you, Davy, uh, and I'm sure Chris, you agree as well. You know, Celtic will go to Budapest and play pretty much the same game, I think. And and I'd be very surprised if Celtic have six. Yep, uh, you're right there. I I I I just want to ask you, did they, did Ange Postecoglou speak about you know whether he's going to change his formation or his style of play because? We're watching this game here at one 0 and they were still going for the the, the yeah. second and third goal. And there's and you're talking eight minutes, you know, fifteen to fifteen minutes left in the clock, and you just think, will his style maybe be a bit damaging in the future if he comes up against you know better opposition, maybe like a Betis or, or like yeah. a, a Leverkusen? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think he's going to be changing anytime soon. Chris would be the answer to that. I mean, I, I just you know he he has his system, he has his philosophy about football 
and he's just got to stick to it. And, and even when there's not near beats on on, and you thought, oh, here we go, could this be pragmatism from, from the, the Celtic manager? But actually, all it did was push Callum McGregor a yep. bit further forward. You know, so, so actually, the, the shape of the team was pretty much the same, and uh, he, he just wants to play this you know, free-flowing, attacking football. You know, wants them to improve defensively, but obviously that's not just the back four. That's the midfield and, and, the, and the forwards as well. It's, you know, it's defending as the there is a lot of scope for improvement, but I, but I think there's something really dynamic about Celtic going forward. I thought Jakimakis looked useful. He's going to be something completely different for them. He, he looks fitter now. And I thought Mikey Johnson, uh, Davey, was really sharp when he came off the bench. And, yeah. and suddenly you're, look, you're looking at increasing options with James Forrest to come back as well. A couple of moments, Rob, late in the game that, that would have worried me if I'm Postacoglu. First of all, Starfelt caught in possession in the left-back position. Yeah. Um, yeah. cl- closed down and Celtic nearly lost a goal from that and then a few minutes later a, a bread and butter ball over the top Carter Vickers ended up underneath it and Joe Hart had yeah. to come out and make a good save and my, my concern is that for all the talent and I think the, the team looks really good at the top end of the pitch I, I would still worry about the back line and it would yeah. concern me greatly if Postacoglu thinks he can go for example to Leverkusen and open up against them again yeah, no, I, I take your point. I take your point entirely, and and you know that is an area of the team that he will want to improve. I mean, you know, the, the, he know he knows what he's doing. He knows where his strengths are, and he knows where his weaknesses are. Um, but we're talking January transfer window, yeah. and that game obviously comes along long before then. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, when you think about the Leverkusen game, you know, Celtic ended up losing four 0 That that like today, I think, was a very defe- deceiving scoreline because actually, when you look back in that game. Celtic had really good chances. It could it could have been a better type scoreline, I think, that one, because Celtic missed really good chances in that game, and I think that would have been a completely different game. But uh, you know they're 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 playing a team that lost five goals in the first half to Bayern uh, the other week, and that so that maybe that maybe tells you where Celtic are in the pecking order. You know, but I mean, you know, David, I, I can see the need to be more pragmatic about it to have a more defensive air about it but I think the, the, the simple fact at the moment is Celtic don't have the players to do much different exactly because, yeah. you know when, 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 when Montgomery went off Liam Scales who's a centre back came on looked distinctly uncomfortable at left back you know they, they don't they, they don't have the, the players to actually turn themselves into a more defensively orientated team and, and maybe that's dictating the fact that there's only one way to go for Ange Postacoglu at the moment and that's forward do you think, um, Rob, having said that, when Beaton came on, you were right. You thought, you know, maybe he would play with two sixes, as you would say, Callum McGregor and Beaton. Do you think that's something that he'll have to do when he plays the likes of Leverkusen and Betis, or do you think you just won't do that? Um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not sure he will. Um, which makes it, you know, maybe a touch scary, a scary roller coaster ride uh, at the moment for the for the Celtic fans, but. Um, you know, th- there's no doubt where the strength of the team is, and I thought uh, I thought Tom Rogic uh, was really classy today. Uh, you know, David Turnbull could have could have a, maybe another goal, maybe another couple of of goals um, as well. But you know, you you do run the risk against a team like that. Um, but I just I, you know I just don't think at the moment he's got the tools to do it. I think after January, you know, you would imagine at least one, if not two, other central defenders uh, would have to be brought in. Um, but but as in the the here and now, 
Um, you know, I mean, maybe maybe it's just one crisis at a time you deal with. And actually, on the back of today, really good result, really good performance. And actually, if Celtic can can win in Budapest in two weeks' time, and they're suddenly looking at a table that has them six points out of six, then they're looking pretty solid for for third place. You would think, you know, maybe a certainty for third place at that stage in the group, and they can start attacking uh, attacking second place. It's small steps of progress at the moment, though. I think, um, and and defensively. They've undoubtedly got a long way to go. Rob, the banner there that some of the Celtic fans the Green Brigade had up having a go at UEFA was there much chat about that? Will there be repercussions? Because they're pretty thick, uh, thin-skinned, aren't yeah. they, at UEFA? Yeah. The fans were unhappy with the yeah. kick-off time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all uh, if there are repercussions. UEFA aren't really renowned for their sense of humour, <laughs> even though there was a slight spelling error in the in the in the first part part of it. Um, but I mean, it, you know. It was what what a great what a great turnout it was. I mean, it was given the crowd has given us just over fifty thousand. That was the expectation, but it looked to me, uh, looking from the commentary position, it looked as if there weren't too many empty seats in the house. Uh, to be honest, so um, maybe that's the official line that that attendance. But it was a great it was a great atmosphere, a great noise. You had to keep your right. You're reminding yourself it was a Tuesday afternoon. Um, but I think a fantastic performance uh, for Celtic. I think I think it's really encouraging. At the weekend, they've gone a little bit closer to Rangers. Um, they're still, they're obviously a work in progress. There's still a lot to be done. But, um, you know, I, 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 I think the Celtic fans are, are, are more encouraged with each passing day and week at the moment. Uh, you know, he's doing a really good job with limited resources. And he's starting to get some people like Jack Amakas and Mikey Johnson and maybe James Forrest quite soon that he can add into the mix as well. And that's going to make all the difference. And Rob, you were with the BT team today. Any chat about Stephen Gerrard? What's the what's the word from Douth South? He's obviously been linked with the Newcastle job if and when Steve Bruce goes, but he's just one of a number of names. Yeah. And, you know, he said a few weeks ago they need money. They haven't spent money in the last two windows. Any chat today about Stephen Gerrard? Well, I, th- I think the chat is pretty much along the similar lines that we've heard recently that, you know, he... If, if anyone's, if any club in England is looking for a an up and coming manager, then you know he would un, he would undoubtedly be on your list. There would be a doubt about how much he's achieved to date and where he's achieved it, i.e. Scottish football. Uh, you know, if if Newcastle have got big money to spend, as as seems to be the case, you know maybe maybe they're going to go down the line of a, a more proven winner, a manager who's got a more detailed CV than, than Steven Gerrard's is at the moment. Added to the fact that I don't think he's finished with Rangers. I, I, don't, I don't think he's ready to give up what he's got with Rangers. I, I think there's a real determination uh, from him to, to keep driving that project forward. And you'd expect Rangers to take the points, a good performance, uh, hopefully against Bronby in 48 hours. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a real as it was for Celtic today. It's a real pressure game for Rangers this one because uh, because they don't have any points on the board, um, and 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 Rangers will hope that they can carry anything approaching the attacking menace of of Celtic today because uh, that that was a really that was a really sparkling performance. That was an entertaining game, and um, you know Celtic could have won it by a, a by a country mile, to be honest, and. Uh, uh, you know, let's hope for, for Scottish football, having gone through the first two match days with nil point, as they say. Uh, you know, let's, let's hope Rangers can add three 
to their total on Thursday as well. Your Spanish is absolutely superb there, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Certain moment. Rob, who's your man I'm of the match? Hungarian. Yeah, Hungarian, <laughs> indeed. So was your commentary in Hungary? No, that's not true. <laughs> Rob, I, your I man of the match? I've enjoyed me a lot more in Hungary than I did in the UK. But, uh, my man of, man of the match um, would uh, possibly be Jota, I think. Um, I, I thought he was. I, I thought he did lots of good stuff, backtracking as well. I mean, the, and the goal, you know. I mean, Davy, you know, you, you'd have. Been, I don't know if you ever got back that far as a winger yourself, but, <laughs> but you know, he, he was in. He was in the. He was in the corner, wasn't he? Digging it out, yeah. helping Celtic defensively. Suddenly, he burst forward. That laser-like pass. Uh, there was a great angle on it that, that that was shown eventually in the coverage from sort of behind him, and you saw it just. Sort of, you know, yeah. arrowing through the middle of the Ferencváros defence, the touch from from uh, Kyogo, and then just that that confidence in the finishing to to just side foot it past past the goalkeeper. I mean, what a what a goal that was! Yeah, it was just a masterpiece of a goal. It was the old quarterback pass, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And and Kyogo, you know, did it proud if you, if you like taking the the touch yeah. he did in the finish. It was uh, just a special moment, and it. It's a good example of what direct football can bring you. A lot of people think, yeah. you know, that you don't punt the ball forward. Well, sometimes you get it forward quickly, you get a reward for it. For sure. Especially when you've got quality players that can find these sort of passes. Yeah. You've yeah. got Turnbull, you've got Rogic, you've got Callum McGregor, and then you've got the likes of Jota. And it's something you don't really see nowadays, um, Davey and Robert. You know, he's used his laces to, to, yeah. to play that ball yeah. through, mm. through the middle. Usually it's the instep of your feet. Um, Cut across it yeah. just a wee bit, hasn't it? It was a lovely, lovely it pass. Did. And I heard one of the one of the callers said, you know, they'd be talking about that for days on end in English Premier League. Um, so let's hopefully it gets. Yeah, uh, and, 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 and Chris, there was something there was something interesting that Ange Postecoglou said in the media conference at the end. He said that was he'd spoken at half time about that. You know, they'd done well in the first half. They'd had they two thirds of the possession all the way through, really. But there were I think there were times in the first half where they played a lot of good football, but maybe not quite quick enough. You know, they, they needed to be a little bit quicker. And and that you know that was that was exactly that, that was well you won't see a much speedier counter attack <laughs> than that and and Celtic were better weren't they? they they did lift the tempo in the second half and and you know that was some second half performance and it could have brought a lot more than two goals. Rob, tomorrow night at five you'll be on with uh, Barry Ferguson and John Hartson, so a good double act along with yourself. Looking forward to the Rangers yeah. game, John Hartson. How was he this afternoon? And how was Chris Sutton? That was your your double strikers, wasn't it? It was indeed, yeah. Chris was with me in the commentary with Craggs as well, and uh, and Big John was uh, was in the studio with Paul Lambert. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think everyone really enjoyed the quality of football that, that Celtic are playing. I mean, the Celtic fans are must be a whole lot happier in the last few weeks. I think with the way things are shaping, there's still a lot to be done, um, but from midfield to front, they are absolutely dynamite. He's a media mogul, isn't he, Rob? When you think about it, it's like you're like someone there. from Succession. You really are. You th- honestly, he's like Logan Roy. He's over everything. Call, call me Logan. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Did you watch it last night? I've not seen yeah. all no, of that. No, I haven't oh, seen it. Okay. Say nothing. I haven't. I haven't seen it. Well, yet, you'll Rob, never believe what's no. So, uh, so Rob BT today tomorrow you'll be with us I hope this call's been paid for by yeah. BT Sport as we see Man City have gone one up, Davy against Club Bruges. Yeah, Cancelo. It's um. That'll be Jack Henry playing in that game. Did really well yeah, against well. PSG, but yeah. a goal down to Man City. Yeah, a goal down to Man City is not great. <laughs> Especially when they keep the ball for, what, 80% of the time. So it'll be a difficult a difficult night, I was going to say, afternoon for them, because I forgot what time well, it was well, there. I was, yeah. 
I was just going to say, Paul, there is a succession tomorrow night in terms of presenter, and obviously you're going to be such a tough act to follow. The, the shoes are pretty big to fill tomorrow night, but all I can say is I'll try my best. Thank you, Kendall. Am I Roman? <laughs> you have to see it, right? That's enough. Um, cheers, Rob. That was great to hear from you, best. straight from the commentary yeah. box. On cheers, Rob. To Thanks, Rob. Top man. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Thank you all the best. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Transfer charge call there from Rob McLean. Well, he's from the north. So, uh, no, Rob, that was brilliant. Great That's to excellent. hear from him coming out of Celtic Park. And he'll be with us tomorrow night. Celtic winning 2-0 this afternoon. We'll hear more, hopefully, from Ange Postacoglu. But Rob was telling us what he was saying. And we'll hear a bit from Stephen Gerrard. Looking forward to Rangers in action on Thursday. Quick break. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. It's the Go Radio Football Show every evening from 5 to 7. Paul Cooney with Davy Proven, Chris Burke. Chris, this weekend, Kilmarnock, you had a tough game at the weekend. 2-2 two, two with yep, Dunfermline. 2-2, two, two, yeah. got a, a last second goal against us which you know, gave us a draw away to Dunfermline but probably Dunfermline reflection would, would maybe think that they deserved the point. Um, Inverness are flying at the moment. They are, aren't they? Absolutely, Billy Dodds. doing a great sure. job and... But we've got a good couple of games coming up that I think you know we could win and hopefully you know close that gap. Well, a few months ago the team were in the Premiership as well, of course Hamilton. So yep. you come up against them. They had a terrible result, six-one at home to Partick Thistle. How are you finding life in the the Championships? Not where you want to be, but you committed to Kilmarnock this yep. season. How I'm, are you finding it? I'm enjoying it. If there's one some one thing different about it, it's definitely more physical. Um, I was out injured for a bit there just because of the physicality of the of the game. Um, but that's something that I have to deal with better. Um, maybe passing the ball a little bit quicker or whatever. <laughs> you know, try to take on the second man. Um, but one that I'm relishing. Are they closing you down faster? Or the, yeah, they're just getting tight. Not, they just yeah. get tighter to you. You know, it's it's more man for man based. If I'm if I'm completely honest, you know. The, and what the thing is as well, when you play for Kilmarnock, you know, you are marked. You're a marked team, aren't sure. you? You know, yeah. every team wants to beat Kilmarnock, so mm. the tactics are different from what they play against Kamala than what they do against another team. So um, they do play maybe a bit more deeper and defensive and look to play on the counter-attack most of the teams. So it is a little bit more challenging for the forward players because you've got a lot more defenders close to you. Davey? That's just great that he's still playing it. Isn't it? What? 37. 37 and, you know, still yep. playing week in, week out. Mm. I, th- I think it's fabulous. Mm. You know, a great example of how to look after yourself and extend your career. So many players up here in Scotland and I'm not going to name names but the obvious ones who you know are out of the game at 29, 30, 31 and there's Chris still playing 37 Absolutely I think yeah. Nowadays I think you know especially the top top level athletes not just in football if you look at it in basketball and yeah. NFL and yeah. golf you know Boxing you know boxing Yeah look at Ronaldo look at tennis, the Nick Ronaldo's in look at the know, Nick he's in They're all basically the age of 33 and above mm-hmm. and yeah. they're still at the top of their game so that's probably the inspiration I get Thanks David that was my next line I was going to say Chris Burke <laughs> Alan McGregor Stephen yeah. Davis Ronaldo Stephen Davis right. what an example yeah. as well yeah yeah. yeah there's, there's so many so many players that can, can play longer than 
the age of 35, in my opinion, especially the, the science behind football now, the, the resources you can get to become, you know, better and look after yourself. I just think, you know, as long as you've got the passion for it still, I still, I still think you have to have the passion and dedication to wake up every day and to make sure you want to give your best and willing to make sacrifices. Well, your manager's got the passion, hasn't he? Tommy Wright. I mean, he was brought in to try and save Kilmarnock in the Premiership, but the budget remained. You know, the yeah, directors yeah. did well. How passionate are you about getting back there for next season? Oh, it would be amazing. You know, it's probably the main reason as well why I, I wanted to stay Kilmarnock. You know, I wanted to have that challenge, you know, because I was part of that disappointment mm-hmm. and part of that relegation, something that I never had experienced before. And the only way to help the team uh, get back into top flight is to try and rectify that We we're getting promotion this season, but it's not going to be as easy as what people people think. You know, when you do come down, people think you have to come straight back up. And when you have a bigger budget than probably most, that people think you can do it. But the likes of Hearts had a huge budget and they did do it. But other teams, maybe like Dundee United, Hibs, etc., maybe had the same budget, but as as in they did in the Premier League. But it's difficult. It's hard. On Saturday, sorry, Paul. I was just going to say, Chris, have Commander had to change the way they play? be a, a bit more direct or a bit more physical or... yeah I think it's probably a combination it's a combination of that and probably having to be a bit more inventive in the final third right. you know definitely I think to break teams down yeah to break teams down you have to have imagination you have to have maybe a little partner player you have to have that one extra player in their final third which does maybe open you up to the counter attack right. But they're the risks you have to take, especially if you're 1-0 down or at 0-0. What probably I find now is if the first goal is so important. Now, I know it's so important in any sort of football, but especially if you're playing that sort of style and other team you know, playing defensively against you and they get that goal, then they've got something to believe in. So Celtic winning this afternoon, 2-0 against Ferenc Varos. Kyogo scoring 57 minutes. Then there was a penalty taken by Callum McGregor. Pretty well struck, but saved by the goalkeeper. And then... Late in the game, nine minutes remaining, and David Turnbull. Unusual goal. Wasn't like the strike of the weekend, but it, it counts, Davy Proven. Really yeah. Penalty here for Manchester City, Paul. They're one up at the moment. Um, and Riyad Mahrez is just about to take a penalty, brought down. Good chance to almost kill the game. You wouldn't you wouldn't think Bruce could give Man City two of a start, but Man City have a penalty now to go two up. Tell me it wasn't Jack Henry who brought someone I down. Don't I don't think, think it was. It was. No. It's going to be Mahrez who, who's going to step up with that wonderful left foot of his. It's amazing who actually gets to pick to take the penalties for Man City with the amount of talent that is in there. Yeah. You would think De Bruyne would be the first because of his range of passing. You know, he can hit it high or low. You know, he always picks a pass at perfection. And is he going to score Before here? you know it, Riyad Mahrez, you know, he's missed a few for Man City. So I think I'm going keepers right. Tell them. Bottom it's really left, bottom left corner, two yeah. nils. Yeah. Keepers right, bottom, bottom corner. Chris, we don't have the pictures, we need to tell them. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. Colin, tell us if you think, no, that's the other station. Colin, do you think, no. It's uh, been a long night for, for Bruges now, I think. It is, isn't it? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. It could be a long night for the Celtic fans enjoying that win this afternoon. It started at 3.30. They finished up at 5.15, two nil winners. And Rangers now getting ready for the match with Bronby on... Thursday unusual for Rangers to lose that late late goal and Alan McGregor uh, spilling the, yeah. when the cross came in he made some terrific saves just beforehand here's the manager afterwards speaking about the the 1-1 draw and about their, their form which had been really good early in the game the challenge for us is can we find that for 90 minutes and we're going to need to find it on, on Thursday night to, to bounce back in Europe you can feel it coming close the team and the squad starting to settle down we're starting to get some big players back 
and um, I'm confident we will get there. But it was nice to see it for 45 at least because we've only really showed it in moments and pockets. Once that comes for 90 minutes, we'll be fine. Davey, first of all, the, the, the slip up by McGregor, most unusual. Yeah, it was a strange one. I mean, it, it looked a nice height for him to get both fists on it and get it well outside the box. And for some reason, he, he got hardly anything on it. Just a misjudgment. But listen, if anyone's entitled to a mistake, it's yeah, Alan McGregor. It I know he's getting a hard time off some Rangers fans, but give him some headroom. He's been so, magnificent yeah. for them. Yeah, and if you actually think about it, I think the defenders behind him have to anticipate him not getting it. Uh, it ends up a 2v1 at the, the, the back post so somebody switched off and not marked the man who scored so even though it was a, a mistake by McGregor I think it could have even been rectified then Someone who did really well for although McGregor did as well he had a couple of key uh, saves uh, what about Lundstrom? He was fabulous today he almost played like two players being our most consistent player now for four or five games he's settling in he knows what we want and how we play now and, and he's certainly showing his level Certainly is, David. You're, you're nodding. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I said at the time, Paul, he'd be a terrific signing for Rangers. I thought he would get more goals, but he's playing in a different position for Rangers. He's playing deeper, um, but he's a huge influence now. Um, does a very similar job to Stephen Davis, although he's more mobile, I think, than Stephen Davis. And I think after a, a difficult start, mm-hmm. I think people are actually can see now what Lundstrom is going to bring to Rangers, and it's a hell of a lot. Yeah, but Steven Gerrard said, you know, there he's four or five games now, he's been outstanding. I think people questioned, you know, would he perform to his best and what it was like at Sheffield United to Rangers because he struggled at the beginning, Davey. Um, but actually Stephen Davis did when he, when he first came in, if you really yeah. think about it. And when asked, you know, Lindstrom, you know, what's your best position? Because everybody was trying to figure that out. Mm. Is he better a higher up? Is he better as an eight? Is he a 10? You know, is he better, you know, as a six? And I think he said himself, you know, I prefer playing number six. I prefer mm-hmm. playing in that position. But it's difficult to get into that position, David, or a Rangers player, because arguably you've got the best player there in Stephen Davis. Yeah. And Kamara can play there as well. Ryan Jack. And Ryan Jack, who's well. coming back. So the, mm-hmm. there's a lot of competition there for that role. We'll talk about that shortly. We'll come back to that. What will happen when Ryan Jack comes back? On the line now after Celtic's win this afternoon, 2-0 to Celtic. Reagan is on the line. Good evening, Reagan. Paul, how are you doing? Yeah, we're well, thank you. So to Chris and Davey. So did you watch the match at home or were you there this afternoon? No, I watched it at home, yeah, because I was I was supposed to be on my 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 my, my, my uni course, but I actually got cancelled between two and five. So I was able to see the game, yeah. So the lecturer is a Celtic fan then, <laughs> exactly. I take it. <laughs> or maybe a Rangers fan hoping it might not. Uh, Reagan, so there you are. So a wee bit of fortunes. What did you make of it? I thought it was so fair. I thought they could have scored five or six, Paul. Um, I thought Jota's pass for the goal was absolutely superb. And I thought Kyogo, the way, took the, the way he took the goal was so, so good. What I want to ask... Uh, Chris and Davey is in terms of Celtic see in terms of um, Ferris Farrows because last season Celtic got beat uh, twice by Ferris Farrows you think the crowd helped them because obviously that when Ferris Farrows uh, came to Celtic Park last year that was the first game in lockdown when when Neil Lennon said that Edward and Christie wanted to go in the champ as well do you think that played a big factor as well Davey and Chris Chris, first, what do you think? Um, it, might, it might do, um, but I think the caller was, you know, alluded to the point that there was only one player in that starting lineup that started today and that was in that 
that team that they got beat against Ferros Varos and it was Callum McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a totally different team. I don't think you can judge that team compared to the team now, if I'm honest. And, you know, maybe the fans did help. You know, it was disappointing to hear that, obviously, at the beginning you would maybe think a half-free kick-off that there wouldn't be as many fans. But there was. There was 50,000, which is incredible support. And that's what I was talking about earlier. You know, you need that sort of support, especially when you need the points in the board. Um, when you've got zero points, obviously, and then you're in a game three and you're chasing the points. But, yeah, you've got a good point there, Regan. But I just think, no matter if there wasn't fans there, the way Ange Postecoglou plays and his style, I still think they would have... You know, beat Ferenc Varos tonight. Davy, interesting point from Reagan. Mm-hmm. Did it make a difference then? It was the start of lockdown, remember? Yeah. Celtic fans, you know, Rangers fans too, they love the European nights. It was completely different atmosphere. Huge, huge difference having supporters in the ground. And even going back to my time playing European, big European nights at Celtic Park, atmosphere was supercharged. The energy you get from the crowd, you know, it's like 30,000 volts. It's, it's amazing. And I felt sorry for all the clubs who, who were playing in front of you know, empty stands last season. Um, there, there could have been very little enjoyment in it because footballers want to perform in front of crowds. They get a huge buzz out of big crowds and particularly a, a stadium like Celtic Park which lends itself to the big European nights. I mean, it's it's history now. The, the season has gone. It shows you slim margins, isn't it? Mm. Celtic did start the, the, the season well. Rangers started well and it was last weekend was the turning point after the international break that the wheels came off the barrel for Celtic. Um, and there'll be many reasons Regan but yeah that was a good question what else were you th- who was your man of the match then watching it on, on the telly uh, for me it was jo- Jota I thought Jota was superb Paul mm-hmm. I mean I think he's a player that is really really impressed on me for Celtic I wasn't so sure in terms of um, bringing him in from Benfica but I think he's been very very impressive well Rob McLean um, he agreed with you I don't know if you heard him on just uh, I take it Rob did well did he have a good yeah, game I'm sure he did <laughs> we're in the yeah. studio here but he was saying about Jota could Celtic tie him down now or do they have to wait till the end of the season they've got an option haven't they on Jota to sign yeah and I think uh, £6 million Paul is an absolute bargain for Jota because he's a great player it's a, strange, it's a strange one. Why, why would why would Benfica give Celtic the option? You know, I mean, if if he if he continues to play the the way he's mm. going, he's going to be a bargain at six and yeah. a half, isn't he? 100%. Um, it's a strange one that Benfica would would name a price a bit like um, Celtic naming a price for Jack Henry yeah. when he was in mm. loan at, at uh, Ostend, and they, they got him for peanuts. Mm. They had to honour it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And so they've lost a fortune. I mean, if Celtic yeah. are, in a, are in pole position here to to do this deal. Um, and he, he keeps doing the way, keeps playing the way he is at the moment. Six and a half million looks good business That's to a me. Steal. That's a steal. It's just, it, seems, it seems the sort of player that Ange Postecoglou likes. You know, he's, he plays that way that he wants to play. And I'm with you. I think Jota's been terrific since he's come in. You've got to remember he came in late as well. Mm. Um, and he's got a number of assists to his name and a, and a number of goals to his name. And I think he's certainly a player that can get double figures. And yeah. how important mm. will that be? You know, in the campaign in the league, David. You know, because you need, and I think Ange Postecoglou, you know, spoke about it. He said, you know, he needs multiple goal threats, and he's definitely mm. getting that in Jota, in Abada, you know, in Kyogo, and maybe Giamakis, and then you've still got Forrest to come back, and yeah. then you've got Turnbull, and maybe Rogic can pop up with a few goals as well. I, th- I, th- I think the worry is the reluctance of both the big Glasgow clubs now to spend serious money, and Stephen Gerrard made the exact same point a couple of weeks ago. If we want to get to the next level, we'll have to spend serious money. And Celtic are in exactly the same situation. 
Proper players cost proper money. And as far as, I might be wrong here, but I don't think Celtics, I, I think Celtics net, net spend over the summer, I don't think they spent anything. I think they were in profit yeah. by the time they, 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 they sold Edward and they sold Ayer. I, I, I don't think Celtic have actually spent anything. So And the fans have shelled out for you know last season. It's nobody's fault, but they got next to nothing for it. They couldn't go to the games. Regan, this weekend though, you know, you've got a chance. You narrowed the gap on Rangers and Hearts at the weekend there. How are you feeling about St Johnson? They could be a wounded animal because they, they had a bad result against Livy at the weekend. How are you feeling about this game? Oh Paul, I mean I I, I was listening to the show last night with Mark and Barry and I felt like St Johnson didn't expect them to do uh, didn't expect them to do bad this weekend, but in terms of Celtic, I just think Celtic will uh, beat St Johnson by two or three goals. Um, I, I noticed something today in the press that Kyogo Furashi is going to be missing in November and December to play for Japan. I think that's a big, big uh, miss for Celtic. Just want to get your guys' thoughts on that. I think everyone oh, that'll be a huge miss. Yep. Um, you'd just like to hope that you know Giamakis can then come to his full fitness and be that vocal point, then Davey, when yeah. you've got them players on either side. But with somebody with that Kyogo's talent, a man, he's a man, though, isn't he? Yeah, Let's he be is. honest. I mean, Kyogo's how do you feel? How do you feel, Regan, about that? Do you feel that if you do miss Kyogo for them two month spells, that you can still be contenders for the league title? No, I don't, Chris, I don't. Because I think, well, although Kyogo is from Japan, I think that'll put Andrew off. It'll bring players in from Japan because, think about it, Chris, if you've got three or four players coming from Japan and say they go to international breaks in, J- in Japan quite a lot, like Kyogo's got one in November and December, I mean, the good... missing for a few games. So that's going to be so, imp- so important for mm-hmm. Celtic because... Because you think of the striking options, you could Giamakis and Adjetti. Adjetti's not exactly um, doing too well either. No, Regan, I didn't see it, but I mean, remember we've got our international breaks coming as well. So hopefully, and it usually does. Uh, I know there's Vietnam against Japan on the 11th of November, but of course we've also got uh, the, the huge match coming up as well for Scotland, haven't we? We've got that game uh, on the 12th. So. Hopefully, hopefully that was. I didn't see the article, so listen, we'll check that out for you. But you're right; it comes with the territory when you're an international player of his caliber, mm. and you're in Japan or Australia. Yeah. You spend a lot of time in the seven four seven or yeah, whatever it is these days. It's yeah. travel as well. Yeah. You know, mm, people yeah. forget you're halfway around the world, and then you have to turn up Thursday and a Friday, and then play on a Saturday. Mm. Uh, it's difficult to to then perform to your best, especially when if the league title is going to be that tight. But Regan. I, I just wonder, you know, you've got three points already. You would like to think you'll get three points, you know, in Budapest. You know, that would get you to six points um, no matter what. Then you're playing, you know, European football until after Christmas. Uh, probably UEFA, you know, the, the conference UEFA League. But, you know, would you then say that could be an unneeded distraction if you're going for the title? Yeah, I was talking to my friend about that tonight. Because I was actually, um, like, I'm thinking that in terms of Rangers and Celtic, I think they'll be, not hoping, but I don't think they'll be that fussed if they don't go through. Because I think, uh, if you look at it, Celtic are playing on Saturday this weekend and Rangers are playing on Sunday. So I think, 
Yeah, still the normal food for you to the Europa Conference. I do think it'll be a, a benefit because if you look at it from last season, when um, the benefit for Rangers was they were 25 points behind, but I think if the gap got closer, I don't think it would have either, either all been there. Especially for Celtic, Chris, because if you look at it, they've not got the best options because you've seen when Kyogo and McGregor went out, they didn't really have options to bring in. Reagan, as always, we're going to have to go to a break, but you are ahead of the game, as always, <laughs> Reagan. Because, yes. yeah, it's going to happen in January to February. Yeah, there are right. games for World Cup qualifiers for Japan and for Australia. So Tommy Rogic could be away as well. But, Reagan, happy man today with a two goal victory over Ferenc Faros. Oh, definitely, Paul. Thanks, Reagan. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Davy Proven, Chris Burke and loads of your calls coming in. I nearly said Chris Boyd there. Of course, another Kilmarnock legend. At least you remembered my name. The last time I was in here, Rob struggled to remember my name. You're kidding. No, he didn't. No. Chris I think Burke. I, do you know why no. I was a replacement for Barry Ferguson since he must have been linked to his sheet oh, we're, we're not James did he, I hope he got a yellow card at least Rob is listening and he's been on there yeah. trying to uh, tell Sorry, me some I've more he's listening have you yeah, yeah. Chris Burke it's legend fair. at oh, Rangers yeah. and uh, down south as well what was your favourite club down south well I would have to say I, 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 I did love Birmingham um, but probably my first club that I went to after Rangers was Cardiff yeah. and mm. that probably helped me you know Performed to my best ability that got me the other clubs like Birmingham and not. Who was the manager at the time? Dave Jones. Dave Jones. Um, Invested heavily to try to get to the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, We had the likes of Jay Boffroy, Michael Chopra, and then Mm. we had Craig Bellamy in loan. Great stadium as well, isn't it? Unbelievable. We just got to the new stadium. It was fantastic facility. Um, a club on the up and it'd be nice to see them back in the Premier League obviously mm. when I left they went to the Premier League so it must be telling you something there David no, oh no <laughs> they're struggling at the moment though, yeah. aren't they? they are they had a good spell but they're now struggling but you had great days at Rangers great <laughs> European nights what was your greatest European night under um, the lights I, at Ibrox I spoke about this before actually yeah. on the show it was probably one light bulb moment for me um, fortunate enough I've got I got to play in the Champions League um, and it was against Inter Milan at home we, we, when we qualified and we got to the last 16 if you remember mm-hmm. I think it was a, I think it was maybe 1-1 one, one or 2-2 two, two, like it is into Milan and Alex McLeish asked me to play a little bit more inside um, to protect the middle area um, obviously we worked on it during the week um, and it just clicked for me um, mm-hmm. and before you know it, I was getting on the ball more and mm-hmm. I was probably better out of possession than I'd ever been and I thought you know I could affect the game out of possession yeah. I think I, was that the, the game in the San Siro behind closed doors no? yeah was it was I wasn't available for that one but right. I, th- I think you're right in saying that um, I don't yeah. know if it was, I think it was that year yes yeah. um, but we got a great result against and Inter Milan scored first he had the likes of Adriano and Martins and yeah. Zanetti uh, so a fantastic I remember, you, I remember you getting a draw in Porto Porto battered Rangers yeah. but, but you got a draw I think it was uh, you made the goal and it was Ross McCormack Ross scored McCormack, yeah. against a, a, a really good Porto really side Lissandro up front they had uh, some terrific players yeah they did but you got a, you got a point and it was a it was fabulous a, point it again. was a great point you know yeah. because I think they could have scored two or three mm. or maybe even four the first half yeah uh, we just had to get in 
uh, at half time but it was a uh, it was an, an excellent uh, point for us yeah. we're talking great European nights after a great European afternoon for Celtic two goal victory against Ferenc Faros Furuhashi Kyogo the magician what are we going to call him come up with a name Not Kyogo's in the a good name Ky- Kyogo. you can call him the magician if you want it depends what he wants to be called uh, terrific but, strike great yeah. ball through from Jota you'll see uh, the pass the of the season, there. isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you'll do well to find a, a better pass than that. I must say, the defending yeah. from Ferenc Voros was poor. You know, I think they went for that high press in the left-hand corner. You know, left back area at Celtic, and it's you know it's a one-two, and Jota's out, and he's just driving with the ball into the middle of the pitch, and nobody's near him. But had nothing taken away from Jota. It was a terrific, terrific mm. pass and pick out. You know, as you said, it's like a it was like a goal swing, Davy. You know, yeah. you go left to right. You know, we, obviously with the laces with his boot yeah. rather than the club and um, right in front of, you know, Kyogo. And when you give him that service, you know, there's only probably one answer and that's in the back of the net. David, do you feel from midfield up front, Celtic look good? And when they get everyone back, and I know for you the concern is at the back, but you're also worried that the manager seems a bit intransigent. He's got a way of playing yeah, and I, that's it. Well, I think you have to be flexible. I think we've, we've all got a lot of, well, apart from Rangers supporters, obviously we've got a lot of... Uh, Time for Ange Postacoglu. I think a certain amount of sympathy given the the, the situation he inherited. But I, I I don't think a manager can should become a hostage to one particular style of play or one formation or one shape. They, they've got to change according to the opposition and also according to the quality of your own players. And I think it would be madness, for instance, for Celtic to go and attack Leverkusen. And I do agree with, with Rob who said earlier... That could have been a 4-3 game very easily. Celtic missed a lot of chances. But there would have to be occasions where you look at the opposition and and realise that they have better players than you. And you, you don't want to lead by your chin in these games. You've got to be more pragmatic. And that's the only thing that worries me about Postacoglu. He, there's an, an element of almost like intransigence. Yeah. And I think there's a fine line between conviction and stubbornness. And I, I just hope he can be flexible on occasions, particularly... When he gets his own players in, maybe after the January window, we'll, we'll see that. He, I would like to see him playing with three at the back that would allow him to play two strikers. Yep. Kyogo and, and whoever it is, you know, whether it's Jokomakis or wh- whoever. But I'd like to see him having one or two options. And, you know, the opposition will, will look at Celtic and they will know how they're going to play. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is not helpful if he's going to play the, the same way every week. Especially when, I, I do agree with you, a certain extent, David, that maybe you know when you play three at the back, it's probably not going to be his style because he likes the fullbacks to play that yeah, inside and mid, mid, midfielder. And I, I, so I don't get that. I really don't. So it's um, I don't know how that's going to no, want it to work yeah. with, a, with a three. Whether it's you know one of the outside centre backs just driving with the ball. You seen that at Sheffield United. But yeah, I, I just, just don't see him changing his, his mm-hmm. formation, Dave, if I'm honest. You know, a bit maybe like Steven Gerrard, they will not change from 4 3 3. They might change a little tweak in it. You know, they might play. We actually, two sixes that will be holding. They might play Davis and Kamara. But yeah. it's something that maybe Celtic haven't, haven't done yet. Chris, Billy has been on the social saying, right, who are the three players who have scored 30 goals in the league? In the league. The last 20 years. In Scotland, yeah. you want me to tell you? Please, so you said already, yeah. Right, so nobody got it. Right, okay, so I, I gave you, I'll give you the first one. 2000 and 2001, Henrik Larson scored, you know, 30 goals. Well, we did get that one, to be 30, fair. We just haven't told the listeners yet, but yes. <laughs> 35 goals. <laughs> yeah. um, Chris Boyd, 
Was yep. the other uh-huh. who scored 32 in the league? You sure it was Chris season. Boyd, not Chris Burke? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the season that I played 2005 slash six. And funny enough, we finished third that season, David. And he still scored 32 goals. And the last is Griffiths, you know, 31 goals in the closest yet, 2015 wow. 2016 season. And that's an, a whole other programme. He scored at the weekend for the first time at Dundee, but, you know, Celtic. Typical yeah, Griffiths yeah, goal it, as well. Yeah, it was, no, wasn't it? Was it? Great, great run, great pass, great finish. What about Rangers then? It was Celtic's afternoon. We now look to Rangers for a moment. And what about the other striker? We haven't mentioned him at all today, Morellas. What was the manager saying about uh, the player who's... He's not firing the way he was. You know, he's a top striker. He normally gobbles them chances up. But he's not going to do that every game. So sometimes you've got to you've got to go with it. But as a team, I thought we were outstanding for 45 minutes. But at 1-0, you've got to go and get that second goal. You've got to go and you know take the points away from Hearts because I thought they grew into the game in the second half. They had a couple of chances themselves. But by the time the big moment come, the equaliser, we should have been two, three, even four goals out in front. Stephen Gerrard's been great with him, hasn't he? I think you would say disciplinary-wise, yeah. he's let him off a couple of times. You know, he disappeared, didn't come back. What does he do for Thursday? Does he put an arm around him and say, come on, let's see I, the best? I, I think so. My, my concern about Morelos, and I could be completely wrong here, but I think he looks a bit overweight. I think he looks chunky. I think he could be slimmer and fitter and faster as a result of that. Yep. Um, um, listen, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's just a thick-set boy. I'm not yep. sure. But to me, it looks as if he could he could lose a couple of pounds and he might make him even sharper. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Dave. I just don't think he's ever going to change, though. I don't think you're ever going to see a lean you know, Morelos. striker. He normally got... Yeah. I just don't think you're going to see a lean Morelos. I think that probably benefits his sort of style as well when he backs in. He's yeah. excellent with back to goal, isn't he? When he can turn players and play a little one round the corner. But for me, you know, Morelos, even though he missed a few chances, he is so important. And I just don't know. That's two, you know, that's two one-ones they've had at home, Davey. And I looked at it and I said this before on the show, I just think when Ruth and Morelos start together, you get more points on the board than you win. Um, if you look at it, you know, they played Hibs, they played together Dundee, Levy, St. Johnson, all the games they won. So I'm talking and about two Morelos strikers. and Ruth, like two you strikers. said, two strikers, even yeah. though you might have to give up one in the side. Yeah. But I don't know if you'll see that against Bronby. Maybe you might see Ruth and Morelos, but I do think when you play the two, because they're two top goal scorers. Well, that's what I said. Paul asked me earlier this season, who, who's going to be the top scorer this season? I said, if Ruth plays often enough, he'll be the top scorer. That was before Kyogo came in by. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're out of time just about. It's Celtic's day still. Celtic fans heading home afterwards. 2 0 victory for Celtic. Uh, they they should be happy, Davey. They will yeah. be. And let's hope Rangers do it too. But Celtic, could they still qualify? Well, they could still yeah, qualify, they couldn't they? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They should win in Hungary on the evidence of what we mm. saw tonight. And then it's everything to play for against Betis. The Betis or Betis, I heard that coming in. I heard somebody on the B Berlin. Ash Rob, you know. Bronbu. <laughs> I'm not having all this oh, Bronbu it's Bronby. you're from Govan <laughs> Chris well before you before yeah. you know it you can have you know Celtic and Rangers with six points and then it's looking ever so promising Chris thanks so much great to see Chris Burke Davy Proven in the studio tomorrow night Rob's here with Barry Ferguson and John Hartson coming up next after the news it's going to be Joe Kilday the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! go, go, go. 
Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.